presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Hello everybody, this is the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Scotty Villa. With me as always, I am always with him. It is Paralegal Mike. We're here to talk about a little bit of pro wrestling. Brother, Mike, how are you, pal? Hey, hey, doing well, Scotty. <laughs> You're all fired up. Doing well. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, yeah, I'm right in my grill here. Yeah, that seems to be a theme with you uh, lately when we're doing these parties is... Uh, Listen, podcast faithful, you say I don't like pets. Little bastards always just got to be right here. Right there. Right there. No acknowledgement of my allergies. Put me in the pod. (laughs) Well, please. You're fine. Fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine now. I'm I'm, I'm popping reactants and everything every 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Ask how you were, but clearly you're not good now. But no, I'm doing well. (laughs) I'm ready to talk some professional wrestling. Yeah, man. Uh, as always, hit us up on the socials at In My House Pod. That's where you find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Interact with us there. We'd love to uh, have you interact and join the conversation with us whenever we post shows or any type of content. We love hearing from you. A lot of you still do the direct messages, which we appreciate. We try to keep up with them and interact with everybody. So uh, if that's how yes. you feel comfortable, uh, in. do it. Do it up. Uh, Mike, before we get to our, our main topic today, oh. <laughs> I think it needs to be said. I think it needs to be addressed. And again, me, yeah. again, and it's still very wild to me. And maybe it's because not for a lot of people, because we've already kind of done this once in a way. But World Wrestling Entertainment is no longer owned by a McMahon. That is now officially 100% officially over. That era is over. Done. Boom. It is done. It, it is now owned. And operated by Endeavor, which owns WWE and the UFC. And 
I believe it's 1953 is when Vince Sr. started uh, Capital Wrestling, then it turned into Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Then Vince bought it in 82, I believe, and took it globally in 83 or 84 and called it World Wrestling Federation, then obviously WWE. But it's always been under the McMahon deal. And I was listening to Bully Ray, and he said, it, no matter how big it got, it was still the McMahon family's business. Almost like a mom, a pop shop. I was like, that's a really good point. It is no longer that now. And can you imagine if that was you or your family, your parents? Yeah, you built up this global entity. And now you sold it for $9.2 billion. Yeah. And you can just go about your... Go on. You sold it for how much? Right. And $9.2 billion. And now you are set, your wife and your family, your kids, your grandkids, and most likely your great-grandkids, and maybe even their kids, are set for a very, very long time. It's got to be one of the greatest glow-ups in, in, in history. Definitely in the wrestling history, because it is the WWE, but... And, and that's not to say everything went perfectly, and, and, and there was no scandals, no nothing, right? Like, we're not saying that, oh, but... Yeah. <laughs> we're not We're not talking about the scandals. No, 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 but... I believe, like, for WrestleMania 1, Vince mortgaged his house and all this stuff, and if WrestleMania didn't go as planned and wasn't successful, there may not even have been a WWF after that. And that's what all the stories are. In the early 90s, when WCW was crushing the new generation era of WWF, they were allegedly pulling water coolers out of Titan Towers because they couldn't pay bills and couldn't pay to keep all the lights on and it came real close there with Bischoff almost putting him out of business. So it's a wild story. And I don't think it should just be, yeah, it, it's done and over, whatever, we're moving on. We've already talked about this when the deal was announced months ago, earlier this year. And even when Vince had stepped down and retired initially, we've kind of talked about like, wow, Vince doesn't run the business anymore. But yeah, it, it's wild, dude. To me, it's still very wild. I guess my question to you is, on screen, what type of change do you think, if any, will happen? I mean, outside of like cross promotion between like the UFC and other Endeavor entities, I don't think a whole lot. I think they they need to ride out and learn that world. I mean, they do business different with the UFC. Clearly, more from boxing than it does the WWE. Is how good their documentary crews are how good they build video packages for big fights how they get asses in seats in giant stadiums that's the key here it's it's going to be curious to see how one company can help another company get into stadiums it let's be very honest we all know this there's no debate in this ufc and world wrestling entertainment are two very different businesses very different companies, oh. very different sports or television shows. I don't know if there's much to do other, other than promotion-wise how the WWE can help UFC grow as WWE, it, their shows are built on storylines and characters and people investing. UFC is built on the biggest fights. And yes, they invest in their fighters. I mean, that's UFC is becoming the best wrestling promotion in town. The way they sell fights, true, but really, 
Like the heat that goes into them between two people. Fucking come on. Conor McGregor gets in a fight with anyone. The build up to that is incredible because of the shit talk. But they're not like, doing there's more eyes on TV. that stuff. No, for, sure. Sure. Yeah. One's, yeah. one's actually a written television show. <laughs> exactly. But I think when you're marketing a paid event where there's tickets to buy, I think they're both doing pretty damn good. I couldn't tell you the money that UFC somewhat like WWE. I mean, they're, they're valued to what? 9.2 billion, you said? That's what they got sold for, I believe. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, but you got to look at the parts that go into that 9.2 billion. I would think the money box for a UFC, like a numbered card, like UFC 292, is pretty goddamn big. I'm not a UFC fan. I I know certain guys kind of thing, but not like I used to 15, 20 years ago when the Ultimate Fighter series was just hitting the TV and you had uh, Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin making themselves into stars. But that it was episodic TV that built those stars, right? In a reality show. I don't know who the big names are now outside of Conor McGregor. But the UFC fans obviously do, and they're able to sell their fights. And when those fights are on, it dominates my Twitter feed. And I don't follow outside of Ariel Helwani. I don't follow anybody that does anything with MMA, but so many people watch it and so many people are invested in it. A lot of wrestlers love it. And that's why I see most of it because they're retweeting stuff and, and showing support in this and that. So I don't think we'll see much. The one thing I do worry about is if they try to bring in a UFC fighter into the world of WWE to build a star, uh, a star or a card or a potential match between a fighter and a pro wrestler. If that UFC fighter doesn't fully commit to what pro wrestling is. And the only storyline is, is your fake and I'm real. I don't want it. We've already done that with Ronda. It didn't work. I didn't care for it. And I don't want to see it again. We, we already know what pro wrestling I, is. I, I, I don't think we're getting there like you think that fast. But yeah, this is a good way for guys to retire from the real fight game. It is. Like it or not. It's it's just the way it's going to go. I agree. It's over and done. It'll be interesting to see SmackDown this week. It, it'll be interesting to see Raw next week. The dirt sheets were all saying that this past Monday Night Raw, which I enjoyed, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was a fine show. For some reason, it I, it really hit me that I was like, man, I'm just enjoying this show. But I, I legitimately had to find something to shut my brain off from work for a couple hours. So that could have been it. But everyone dirt sheet wise was saying Vince was behind the scenes, changing the script up until the show started, like old school Vince used to do when everyone was miserable. And now that may not happen again, because now Vince is not in charge of creative. It is Hunter. And we'll kind of see what happens from there. I'm not worried about it. To me, the show didn't bother me, but it's just one of those things that's going to be people. People assume people assume that like Hunter can't make decisions like that. I know. Like he wouldn't do it. He may have to change it on the fly. It's live TV. You might have to do something like that. Why is that so insane? That he would do that. It, it's it's one of those things where when Hunter was took over after Vince had to step down, people loved those Monday Night Raws afterwards because they were good shows. But a lot of people are forgetting a lot of those Hunter shows in the beginning had surprise returns from wrestlers that have been released and fired, had 
surprise call-ups from NXT. So it was a lot of the surprise factor, much like AEW did in the first couple of years. Every pay-per-view was a surprise. Every other Dynamite was a quote-unquote dream match. Once you get past all that and you have to book weekly television again and you don't have those you know, cards up your sleeve, you still need to figure out how to be really good. And it, it's not going to happen every week. So it, it's one of those things where I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. I'm not going to watch it with a microscope and be like, this is definitely a hunter show. I'm not one of those fucking guys, but <laughs> we're in the lull right now, Mike. We're in the lull of wrestling after SummerSlam between Survivor, SummerSlam and Survivor Series where, oh man, this is a, a bit of a long trek because there's nothing really big coming up. So how do you keep our attention? That's uh, that's what I'm, I'm curious to see what uh, Hunter and the crew can do. I assume it was when football comes back, which it has. That's your law. Guys can come go and get healthy in this time. Like it's a good time for some of your top talent to kind of step away, get their bodies right, and then come back in the heat of, like you said, a Survivor Series building into Rumble. That's when you're going to push. But those that first opening of like Monday Night Football, your weekends are just crushed with football. It's a lot to compete with. And that's such a good point. I, I completely forgot that Monday Night Football is back. And this past week was one of the highest, if not the highest rated Monday Night Football game at of all time. So, yeah, they're in for uh, some stiff competition coming out of uh, week one of the NFL. But uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit. We've, we've said what we need to say about uh, Endeavor and WWE. I do want to jump over to All Elite Wrestling for a second pal oh aew aew and last week on collision fuck screw it side note mike i'm real pissed off about something oh yeah so as canadians we can't watch collision on tsn one through five we have to watch it on the tsn app unless Mm -hmm. you're watching it live whenever it airs at like six or eight if you miss it you can't watch the replay of it on demand unless you buy the TSN plus package. And I'm already paying for t- the TSN channels. I, it wasn't always like this. I used to be able to watch collision the next morning, but now it's behind this TSN plus thing where I got to pay like nine bucks a month. I'm just never watching collision. Unfortunately, it's fucking terrible, man. I, I didn't realize that the last two weeks I've tried to watch collision. And it's always behind this this paywall. And I go, I'm already paying you through my cable provider, which and I can sign up onto the TSN website to watch games on demand or li- their live channels on my phone or laptop through my cable provider. Oh, cold-blooded. Fucking terrible, dude. I don't know if there's... I, I haven't researched it enough to see if after two or three weeks I can go back and watch it. But guess what? I'm not going back to watch Collision that's two or three weeks old. Not doing that. I can see everything that happens the no. next morning on on Twitter, even later that night. But they've got to get their shit together with the 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 working relationship with TSN, whatever the fuck it is. Every time they have a pay per view, Mike, on the Friday night or the Saturday night before the pay per view, at ten or ten thirty, they show the countdown to whatever the pay per view is on TSN. But you can't give me a collision. You can't give me two hours of collision. <laughs> I don't want to watch a highlight show. That's what fucking YouTube is for. True. That is true. That is exactly what YouTube is for. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so last week on Collision, Brian Danielson came out. He's going to be the new face of Collision by the sounds of it. And he had said, hey, yeah, 
<laughs> uh, he had said, Hey, uh, I'm back. He came back early. He's not a hundred percent, but enough to, to work and wrestle, but he's still healing. Uh, the big thing was, is he said, he's only got about a year left on his, on his contract with AEW. And once that year is up and his oldest child, his daughter turns seven, he's dialing it back in conjunction with, uh, I believe he spoke of sports illustrated as well after this, uh, that he had said he's not retiring but he may end up being a, a quote unquote special attraction type of wrestler where he gets brought in for some big shows for storylines that really matter matches that really matter, but he's not going to be full time. And when you had brought this up to me the other day, I was like, fuck man, like that really sucks. It, it hit me. I'm like, this sucks. Like the guy's just back this, this and that has career taken away. Now he's back, but now he's got to, you know, thinking about retirement again. But that was me being selfish, being the selfish pro wrestling fan. We're on borrowed time with Brian Danielson in the wrestling ring. And we're getting yeah bangers it, right now. It, it's good you say that, like borrowed time. It's bizarre that their replacement for CM Punk is yet another WWE guy. I mean, that's makes, my issue makes sense to me like you cared so much about brian danielson he should have been a fucking star to begin with wasn't really doing shit when punk was around it's it, it's that that argument that online argument of like well collision wouldn't really be around or be what it was if if punk and the bucks hadn't started fighting each other <laughs> you know put some of the guys over there and some of the guys over here and let's keep them apart and that's now apparently done for the most part but brian danielson being the face of that show which like on paper it makes sense because yeah he's a big star, he's a superstar. Let's be honest. But if he's not wrestling weekly or every other week like Punk was, then maybe he's the wrong guy to have to be the featured main event guy on Collision right now. Especially if he's thinking about winding it down. So I I'd love to see Brian Danison on my TV every week. He cuts great promos, love that, and he's great in the ring. But if him being on in the ring every two weeks on collision is shortening his career in a way, I don't want to see that. I want to save it for something special, a special attraction. So I don't know. It's, it's sad because we're eventually going to ha not have Brian Danison on our TVs as much. I mean, this is the nature of professional wrestling. You're not going to see a lot of guys forever. At one point, Kenny Omega is going to say, I'm going to be done wrestling. And that'll be sad. Day Get two. over it. <laughs> I just I think they're gonna go ball to the wall with Daniel Bryan or uh, Brian Danielson with everything he does. If you got a year in your contract, he's gonna go for it. He's gonna wrestle all the fucking guys he hasn't got to wrestle, and they're going to let him. That that is the exciting part, Mike. Is what you just said. If if this is it, and we kind of know what we know in the public eye and what the dirties have said about Tony Khan, he'll do everything he can to get anybody on Brian Danielson's bucket list to, to wrestle him before he hangs it up. And that most likely will include guys from new Japan. And that's exciting. That's exciting yep. to me, right? Like that's very exciting to me as a wrestling fan because the Brian Danielson we're getting now is a killer. He is killing guys and killing himself 99% of the time too, to put on the greatest matches. It, it, to me, it's, it's very fun to watch and it, it's, it's, got me very excited about what matches we could see. We know we're getting Zack Sabre Jr. At, at Wrestle Dream, by the way. Terrible name. Finally. Yeah, I guess. Just shut up. <laughs> Fucking shut up. 
Look, Your I hate for Zack Sabre Jr. is unwarranted. Um, no, it's not. I the way he starts his matches do nothing for me. And I might I'm just not that guy to watch. And this is a terrible argument because it's pro wrestling and we every guy waits to have a guy do a move to him kind of thing, right? But yes, the last time I, I was like really watching Zack Sabre Jr. was when he was in the Cruiserweight Classic in WWE. And that was years ago. But that was also the first time I'm seeing him. And there's a lot of hype around him. And for me, I'm just like, all right, the guy's just sitting there while the Zack Sabre Jr. twists around his arms and and does little things with his legs and this, this and that. And then a headlock or a, a painful move with pulling fingers back or, you know, putting him in a pretzel kind of thing. Right. And then he slaps him or kicks him real hard. Okay. That's it. You're a fucking idiot. I'm not, I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm not saying the guy's not talented. I'm not saying the guy's not popular. I know I judge I'm him in off working, working the cruiserweight classic. <laughs> <laughs> Had to go work the Fed style. Fuck off. It wouldn't hurt him to work the Fed style. Wouldn't hurt him. You think it hurt him, Mike? I don't think it would hurt him. Shake your head at me. Don't shake your Let head at me. Let him be him. Yeah. He can be him. He can be a nice second or third match on a New Japan card. He can do that. <laughs> Joe's yeah. multi-man matches. asshole you're coming in hot today but brian danielson getting to get who's who in the year he isn't even gonna wear he's gonna wear the AEW championship i think he has to yeah tony's giving him the strap there's no way you got a year back like full time you're getting the fucking strap i think so mike before we sign off and, and it just popped into my head right now do you think it's getting close to time for AEW to somewhat hot potato the AEW championship a little bit? Every guy's held it for at least like six to eight months, which is great. I think you need that when you're starting a new championship and a new business. But do you think once Max loses it, it's time to bounce it between a guy, a couple guys, maybe even when Max went it back again? Then I think it's time. I think I think it felt like they were doing that. I think a good long title run, WWE's learned, have a long fucking title run. And you should steal that idea. Make a fucking champion. I think they've been doing that outside of when Punk got injured and then it had to be hot potatoed because he got injured and suspended. It was Jericho, long run, almost a year. Yeah. And then I believe it was Kenny, long run, over a year, I think. And Hangman, decently long run, just wasn't a lot of fanfare around it. I'm, I miss Mox in there somewhere a couple times, I think. But I think outside of the punk situation where he got hurt and suspended, guys have had long runs with it. So I think they're, they're doing that. But I think it's time for the title to be lost uh, and awarded to someone else on, on TV, on Dynamite. Okay, here we go. You're right. You're right. Jericho, 182 days. John Moxley, 277 days. Kenny Omega, 346 days. Adam Page, 197 days. 87 days for Punk. 59 days for Moxley. 11 days for Moxley. (laughs) Three days for CM Punk. 59 days for John Moxley. 
277 plus days for MJF. Let it ride, baby. Give him the longest reign. They're going to give him the longest reign. There you go. Outside of the punk situation stuff, guys have had pretty long reigns. And I'm not saying they got to go Attitude Era. I, I think they need to establish more. This is good that they go long reigns. Yeah. The next the next reign, I think well, it's tough because it should be now Danielson realistically. But if you're smart, Danielson's the one who beats or no or not Hangman, um, Adam Cole Bay are gonna go again. Th- that's where I'm leading to as well. I think we're gonna get that final face off with Adam Cole and MJF. And in there, I believe MJF will turn on Adam Cole. And then we'll get this match. And then Adam Cole takes it off of him. But after that, I think you've got a great opportunity to somewhat hot potato it between like guys like Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, somebody else, and then get it back on a guy. Joe's a good pick. I, I think Joe's a great pick. I think he's the only big guy that they're pushing as a legitimate monster on their TV. In a, in a locker room that has a, a decent handful of guys that are monsters. So I think Joe makes sense. I, I like to see it. A lot of people are thinking he's going to beat MJF at Grand Slam in a week or two. And I, that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. But I think I think it's time. No, we need some uh, we need some title changes, big title changes happening on Dynamite. You know, make that show a little bit must see. Try to bump a rating. You guys haven't tried to really fucking do that in a while because ratings matter. Ratings is wrestling. Right, right. But yeah, it just popped in my head as you were talking about how uh how MJF had that title for a while and, and Danielson should have a run within his last year. I'm like, oh, how do how do we get it on Danielson? Oh, maybe play a little hot potato with that bad boy. Just let me book a show. I'd be so fucking good, Mike. You, listen, man, you're beating me this year. It's not looking great for old uh, paralegal Mike going into the end of the year. Well, I, I think what in one of our future shows before Let's say before mid-October. I think we should look at the last quarter of this year for wrestling. And we should give our thoughts on what what WWE needs to do to keep momentum going. What AEW needs to do to keep momentum going to be the the top. And let, let's, let's uh, I can't think of the word here, but yeah, I can't think of the word. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make it a super show. There you go. Maybe we'll uh we'll bring on a guest or something. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I think let's plan for that. We'll we'll, we'll do some talking off air and a show meeting, and uh, we'll plan a nice little show for you. But before we let you go again, always hit up up on the show, socials at In My House Pod. Give us a follow there. Make sure you're sharing this show whenever you listen on Spotify or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Again, we're gonna have to reschedule the show meeting. We gotta we gotta get on Apple been hearing that a lot yeah well do we grow up everyone we don't use apple music anymore <laughs> i said it oh fuck that pop <laughs> yeah, yeah grow up grow up you fuckers um but uh, yeah <laughs> we're gonna do that but yeah share the podcast on your socials uh let everyone know what you're listening to and if you enjoy the show give us a rating on spotify as well make sure you hit up caravan curio and collectibles here in regina as well, I gotta give a quick shout out to Figure Four Toy Store in Saskatoon. I uh, was there a couple weeks ago. Gave the guys some stickers. Dude gave us mad love, and uh, I bought some pro wrestling figures because that's what I do. Uh, so I just yep. want to give them a shout out there. But uh, yeah, pal, it's gonna be. I think we're in. Even though we're in a lull, 
I think you and I and this podcast will be the savior of that lull. So stick with us. To the moon. To the moon. My friend, it was a good show, fun show. Nice little tight package. Just like you wanted, just like you got. <laughs> what, what an outro. This is the best work ever. <laughs> oh, fuck. We'll be back next week. Uh, make sure if there's local wrestling in your area, go watch it. I uh, saw the poster for the next CWE show here in Regina at the end of November. Ultimo fucking Dragon is coming. How rad oh. is that? So, very, very excited about that. But uh, yeah, go support local wrestling, support those boys and girls working their asses off, entertain you. Uh, for Paralegal Mike, I am Scotty Villa. Wowie!